In the movie Coco, they portrayed alebrijes, the animal spirits that supposedly guide us after death in a new and unusual way. And now, that depiction of alebrijes is accepted in Mexican culture. Is this an example of cultural manipulation or cultural dialogue, discovery of what is true or what feels right? Let's talk about that in a moment. If you use the coupon code BEAUTIFUL2021 on the website beautifulpodcast.com, you can get 50% off a coaching session with me. Now let's begin. Welcome, beautiful thinkers. Welcome to A Beautiful Thought, How Your Life is Already Wonderful. I think that's the catchphrase. Let's talk about how truth is resonant. So many of you know this famous film, this Pixar film that came out in 2017. I think that... Well, it came out in <laughs> 2017 in, in Thailand when I was there. It's called Coco, and it's uh, Disney or Pixar's take on this, on the famous holiday in Mexico, the Day of the Dead. And it's interesting because in this movie, it does have this interesting new interpretation of the Day of the Dead where the, the people cross over into the underworld and occasionally they can somehow contact with, with the world of the living. And there are these alebrijes, these animal spirits, which guide people and assist them in, in the afterlife. Now, I think the alebrije it did have a long tradition in, in Mexico. It existed in, in various forms but not quite like in the picture. So in, in the movie, when they portrayed these alebrijes, like these unusual chimeras, the, these unusual animals or combination of a few animals with these intense neon colors, people in Mexico started making these as handicrafts. And you can go to many markets across Mexico if you, if you find a a day market or a night market, like in Guadalajara on the Andador or in Chapultepec, you'll find a market on the weekends and you'll see people selling these alebrijes. And it's, it's very interesting how this has entered the popular culture of Mexico. You go back a few years, I can't remember the exact movie, but there was a James Bond movie that came out and in the opening scene, it portrays this very extravagant parade for the Day of the Dead. And before that, there weren't really too many parades like that. After that, there were many, many parades like that, <laughs> especially in Mexico City, where that scene was, was based. And people even tell me, before these films came out, it would be that in some parts of Mexico, especially in the north, you celebrate Halloween. You wouldn't necessarily celebrate the Day of the Dead. But these films somehow 
by imitating something, by creating a more extravagant Hollywood version of something that already existed, it affirmed to the Mexican people how important this was as something that that was in their hearts. And you might find this a bit strange because it is a kind of unusual corporate version of culture. In a way, that's that's true, but in, in a way, you couldn't tell a story like this. You couldn't invent something like this and have people accept it, except if there was something resonant about it, except if people were to watch those films and say, you know what? I like that. That actually speaks to my soul a little bit. And there is even this this precedent of, of this kind of thing. Of course, when we think about the Day of the Dead, one of the most popular images that comes to mind is the Katrina. When people put up these mannequins or these statues around the town near the, the altars where they're putting the sempisuchilis, the Mexican marigolds, where they, they put... Paintings and pictures, photos of famous artists and painters and and uh, writers, poets and people who are important in Mexican history and and people who are important to um, families. The Katrina stands there, and she is this very thin skeleton, wearing a, a fancy hat covered in brightly colored feathers and and uh, flowers such as the marigold. Now this, we might think, oh, we might assume, oh, this is surely something that's existed in Mexican culture for hundreds of years. Well, not really, only about a hundred years when the artist Jose Guadalupe Posada, he, he was a, a lithographer and a, and a wood engraver and he would make these artworks or these caricatures and these satirical cartoons kind of poking fun at people who who thought they were a bit more than they were trying to be above their station <laughs> trying to remember everybody that uh that lifelong that, that eternal message momenti mori that you are still mortal <laughs> betraying these people as skeletons and so he he portrayed this the, this woman as a skeleton. Later, the artist, perhaps more more well known, Diego Rivera, he he was uh, very much a fan of Posada, and so he put an image of the Katrina in one of his murals. And at that point, the the popularity of this image really exploded, and people took to it again. It resonated. They felt something in their hearts, like this is a, <laughs> an image of death, the image of death that, that <laughs> might stay with us in, in some strange form, reminding us that, yes, we were still mortal, reminding us that uh, our loved ones live on after their death, at least within our hearts. And as Terence McKenna Referring to William Blake, he said, If the truth is told, so is to be understood, it will be believed. So when somebody does tell us something, and you can hear the conviction in their voice, and you can hear 
the eloquence, the way they piece it together, that makes so much sense. Oh, yes, we definitely believe when somebody says those things. And I know in my own experience how this resonance can affect us because when many years ago, uh, my friend Mr. Battle told me about the hospitality of the Mexican people, of Latin people, and I was so amazed. After that, every time somebody mentioned Latin America to me, I would stare off into the distance in a state of reverie, feeling this kind of elation that there was something special about this land. And when I came here to Latin America, I found that it was true. Well, it was more than true. It was more true than I could have imagined. And I still take the time to wonder and, and thank <laughs> whatever forces brought me here that I am in this magical land. I felt that resonance. I recognized the truth of it. Now, I hope that you also, when you feel something deep inside you, when you feel something special, you might say, maybe, this is true. This resonates. This goes deep. A beautiful thought. Thank you for listening. So perhaps I should mention the caveat. Of course, when things resonate, sometimes they do represent truth. But not everything that resonates is necessarily truth. So I don't think we should use this heuristic as an excuse to be permissive or lacking in discernment but it is interesting what we can find when we explore these feelings now if you do want coaching sessions with me then you can head on over to beautifulpodcast.com so we can explore what's going on in your mind talk about different ways to look at a situation different perspectives ask you some questions perhaps to combine things that you thought were opposite so you can gain a greater perspective, seeing two sides of a situation at once, or what you thought were two sides, now become unified, <laughs> leading to greater happiness and fulfillment and an ability to see through your problems in a way that you never have before. So head on over to beautifulpodcast.com, use the coupon code BEAUTIFUL2021. That's a little gift to me from me. So please go ahead and use it. You have 50% off your first session. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.